This is Rewired Radio with Erica Spiegelman, addiction and wellness specialist, motivational speaker, and author, helping individuals, couples, and families regain a sense of control, leading to personal growth, wellness, and a more fulfilling life. Here's Erica Spiegelman. Welcome, everyone. Well, I'm so excited today to talk about the brain and Rewired Radio, you know, I believe so much in in learning how to heal the brain and learn how to think differently. So the human brain is just, you know, simply amazing and it powers every single physical and emotional sensation we experience, which is why it's so important to make sure we keep our brains functioning at their peak level. Jamie Stern is here with me today as a guest. She's the leading expert in neurofeedback therapy, an innovative drug-free treatment method that can help people heal from PTSD, depression, anxiety, addiction, eating disorders, and other complex health issues. Jamie will explain to us the basics of neurofeedback therapy, talk more about her work with veterans, and will share her own personal experience of how neurofeedback therapy helped treat her chronic migraines and motion sickness. Jamie, welcome to the show. So happy to have you with me today. Hi, Erica. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, I am so thrilled you're here. And, and, you know, I know a lot of people these days have heard of neurofeedback, but not a lot of people understand exactly what it is. Can you just tell us a little bit about what it entails? Yes, absolutely. So neurofeedback is essentially direct training of brain function. Uh, The goal is to help the brain learn to function more efficiently. And it's completely non-invasive and completely painless. Um, Neurofeedback is also called EEG biofeedback uh, because it's based Uh. on electrical brain activity, also known as uh, electroencephalogram or EEG. Uh, Neurofeedback is training the brain to have optimum self-regulation. So simply, it's biofeedback but applied to the brain directly. Um, Mm -hmm. Self-regulation is such a necessary part of good brain function. Um, it's what allows the central nervous system to function better. My work specifically at Serenity Trauma Center is to soothe the central nervous system prior to working on any other issues that the clients there might be interested in working on later. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'll go into a little bit of the details about yeah. the electrode placement. Um, so yeah, yeah so that's how you that's how you start it, right? Is that is that the actual right. physical? Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So after we assess what what it is that the client wants to work on, like mm-hmm. I said, it's usually uh, starting off with regulating the uh, central nervous system. But then after that, uh, after they feel calm, after they feel relaxed, the anxiety that's there in their chest is no longer present. Um, we're able to expand on work and work on other issues such as trauma uh, that they might be having or sleep regulation issues uh, and such a vast variety of other things, even ADD, ADHD. Um, so once I get my, my client into, into the, uh, the room, into the chair, and we assess what they want to work on, um, we have specific electrode placements that we use. Um, and this is how I observe my client's brain activity. Um, the electrodes are totally painless, like I said, and they're just stuck onto the scalp uh, with this wonderful sticky paste. <laughs> and uh, we're able to listen in on the brain activity. 
My computer takes in all this information, and then it feeds it back to the client through visual, auditory, or tactile means. Um, The brain is then rewarded for changing its own activity to more appropriate patterns. So Mm -hmm. through this, a gradual learning process is created, and it can apply to any measurable aspect of brain function. Um, Eventually, the brainwave activity that the client has on a regular basis is shaped towards a more desirable, more regulated performance. And the Mm -hmm. brain is able to more easily maintain this regulated performance on its own after having uh, sometimes just a few short uh, sessions. Um, The brainwave frequencies and the electrode placements that that my clients and I target are specific to the client's individual needs and whatever conditions that it is that we're trying to address. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so incredible. And, and you know, let's, can we talk really quick about the nervous system too? You know, it's, it seems like um, there's so many different types of um, ways that people could heal. Um, and this especially sounds like it treats so many different ailments like depression, anxiety, addiction, eating disorders. Um, are all of these Absolutely. like... Uh, how are these related, though, to, like, the emotional nervous system? I mean, like, trauma, things that have gone, you know, horribly wrong in people's past or just small traumas mm-hmm. such as, like, accidents or, you know, um, emotional traumas like your parents got a divorce. You know, for all the people out there that we, you know, I talk a lot about trauma on my show and and not to minimize any trauma because we've all gone through something. But some of us have gone through more dysregulating things to our nervous system. So can we talk a little bit about that would treat everything from mild to severe? Oh, yes, absolutely. So there is the physical trauma. Um, Mm -hmm. The neurofeedback can actually address sites of physical trauma to the brain. So if someone was hit in the head really, really hard, um, they've had, um, if if they go in and have their, their brain scanned and they see actual areas of trauma, neurofeedback can help with essentially rehabilitating a person. Um, Some of the veterans that we have coming through, they've had significant brain injuries. And through neurofeedback and a variety of other therapies, too, that are complementary, they're able to re-regulate themselves and reacquire their personality. Sometimes sometimes something as unique to a person as their personality can disappear with these types of injuries. So um, neurofeedback is able to help them basically rebuild their pathways and become Mm -hmm. themselves again. Um, And then if you move down the spectrum to not necessarily physical trauma to the brain, but the emotional trauma that can be just devastating, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that is very well addressed by neurofeedback as well. Because, again, it is just having the person re-regulate themselves. They are rebuilding their pathways to uh, have a more efficient, optimum brain performance. So Mm -hmm. uh, an example would be the tailspin of of replaying these uh, upsetting memories. And sometimes people feel like they can't turn it off. That would Mm -hmm. be a point of uh, compulsive thinking where mm-hmm. they just can't get whatever it is that's on their mind out of their mind. Um, there's a prefrontal location for that, actually, that I would target uh, through neurofeedback, mm-hmm. and we would help soothe all of those thoughts that um, are having trouble calming down. 
So does this help with obsessive compulsive disorder, people that do suffer from OCD as well? Absolutely, yes. OCD is, is well treated by, excuse me, not treated, it's uh, well mm-hmm. addressed by neurofeedback. Yeah. Oh, good. That's great to know. Because I know a lot of people out there have either mild cases or, or severe cases of OCD, and it's very hard to just behaviorally like change, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. to, to actually target parts of the brain sound like it would be very helpful. Um, another question I had as you were talking, so so this is fantastic because it, you, you were saying we could regulate ourselves in a different way and, and it targets these areas of the brain. How much do we have to, though, change and address t- in terms of the narratives in our head? Like you, like you said, not letting go of things or, or learning how to reframe things. How much should we do cognitive therapy in conjunction with this? Or, you know, because at the end of the day, you're still walking mm-hmm. out the same person with the same story, the same narrative mm-hmm. of who you are, what the world did to you and so on. Is that just change by the neurofeedback oh. or I mean how do we how do we change you know what I'm saying the more of the uh, oh yeah that narrative. that is such an excellent question so the neurofeedback works at a subconscious level one of the most wonderful things about it is that it allows my clients to finally relax uh, the trauma mm-hmm. center that I'm at they're doing a lot of intensive work they have their EMDR they have their talk therapy they have They have so much that is requiring conscious, active effort from them, and it's excellent. They're working through it. But when they Mm -hmm. come in for sessions with me, that is where their consciousness can relax, and their subconscious is what's going to do all of the work. So if it's trauma that we're working on, um, uh, the electrode placement that I use will be one that helps to reach processing of this trauma, and it will happen at a subconscious level, and the person often will just find that they suddenly feel more all right with discussing this trauma, or they want to bring it up, and sometimes Mm -hmm. it'll act as a catalyst and help in their talk therapy sessions, so it'll Mm -hmm. kind of get the boulder going. Uh, Sometimes when the boulder gets stuck and it's hard to just get things out, the neurofeedback right. can sort of unstick it, if you will, and yeah. uh, jar loose some of the things that they've been keeping in. And then they just want to get it out. Um, other times, the processing will happen so efficiently that sometimes they don't have to have the, uh, the component of talking about it. They may do another therapy that's complementary, and if it's you know more of a, a, uh, a lesser traumatizing issue, they they might be able to just pass it on through themselves and, and get it out and mm-hmm. eventually leave it behind. So it's very complementary to a variety of other therapies. Uh, and at the same time, because it's happening on the subconscious level, it's not re-traumatizing the client. Mm-hmm. So they're able to to just feel it go away in some circumstances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. And you've been doing this such a long time. Right now, you, you're at the Serenity Trauma Center in the Pacific Palisades in California, in the Los Angeles yeah. area. Um, but you've been, you've been studying this and you've, been, you, you've, you've had work published on this. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what, how, this, how you, you, know, you yourself individually um, have gotten so you know, uh, intrigued by this work and maybe your own personal um, experience with neurofeedback? Oh, sure. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, 
So, um, specifically, I have uh, I've studied a lot about a war torn population, and uh, my last leg of work in school ended up taking me the direction of uh, trauma with migration. Um, the group of people that I was studying was uh, the Indo people. They were from uh, the Dutch East Indies, which is now today present Indonesia. And mm-hmm. uh, at the end of World War II, they ended up having to find a new homeland. They were being ethnically cleansed out of the place that was home to them for hundreds of years. Uh, they're a hybrid group. They're European and Asian together. Uh-huh. And uh, this this disbursement worldwide left the culture on uh, the verge of extinction. And since then, I have been helping to uh, try to uh, bring bring back our bring our people back together. Um, I am actually half Indo, and so it's very it's a very special thing to me. Um, yeah. The uh, the nonprofit that I serve as the director of research for is called the Indo Project, and if anyone wants to look it up, it's theindoproject.org. Mm-hmm. And um, looking at all of the trauma that the people survived and lived through was just immense. Um, so many families moved on, reestablished themselves, um, planted new roots, but their their children often had some kind of uh, idea that 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 more had occurred, and it was this war trauma or residual yeah. injuries that that never quite were able to heal. Um, and this is often seen in generations that follow a uh, a generation that was so negatively mm-hmm. impacted. So these right. traumas get passed down. We've seen it with uh, many other ethnic groups as well, and it's uh, it's very difficult to to work with because some of these traumas you don't even quite know where they come from, but they're there, mm-hmm. and um, it, it it that's what put trauma on my radar. Then <laughs> mm-hmm. my own personal story ended up being a series of a lot of stressful things that occurred to me one year, and uh, I developed migraines, and they were horrible. They were so painful that I was getting them on a cyclical basis every single week, like like clockwork. Uh, On the weekend, a migraine would hit me, and then it started to become even more frequent, and it landed me in the hospital for three weeks, and I, I was in so much pain that I I just, I didn't know what to do. The meds were not helping. The painkillers stopped working. I was, I was taking really, really uh, nice stuff from the doctor. It should have been doing something, and it wasn't. It was so excruciating. And that's when I stumbled on neurofeedback. So I tried it out. I did seven sessions straight, one week, and then my wow. migraines were gone. And wow. so I'm not I'm not allowed to use the word cure, but as long as I have my neurofeedback sessions every couple of months at this point, I can go a few months before I feel any kind of head tension. Um, I'm good. 
I am not having the pains or problems that I, I used to be having. So for me, the neurofeedback has been so liberating. I have my life back again. I'm able to function. I'm able to be comfortable. I'm not in this horrible pain state all the time. Yeah. And wow. a, a really, really wonderful um, side effect has been that my motion sickness is completely gone too. And anybody who knows me knows that I am the biggest pain in the butt to have to drive with if I'm the passenger because I am always feeling so yucky. So (laughs) that has been completely removed from my life and it's been so wonderful and freeing as well. That is amazing. Yeah, I get very, I get very sick easily too. I mean, I, I boats, cars, you name it. So. Oh, that, Erica, that is, I need to do neurofeedback yeah. on you. <laughs> yes, I would love that. I would love that. If if that could help, uh, I would be so eternally grateful. It's it's very debilitating. It, I mean, especially because you is. know we live in Los Angeles and we're driving all the time. And if I'm not driving, and I'm a passenger. It's long rides aren't good for me. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh! Yes, come see me, Erica. Come see me. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. Absolutely. So let's talk about what, yeah, come see me, what you are doing now day to day. Um, it, This center, can you tell us a little bit about the Serenity Trauma Center? I know you, you discussed the, the services they provide, but um, initially I'll, I'll just tell the audience that, you know, I, I met you through um, the, the owners of, of the center and all the wonderful work they're doing in terms of helping people heal their lives, whether it's through uh, addictive behaviors that have, have got them off their path or depression or anxiety or, or some kind of disorder. So it is a center for treatment. Um, and it sounds like luckily they have you now to kind of, uh, you know, this other piece that is obviously so healing. What the beautiful thing about, um, I think the show is, is I love to be able to feature people that are healers and that are helping others find alternative ways. You know, like I, I just, you know, when I first started out in this industry, there was only like one or two ways I ever heard about. And now just opening your mind and, and researching and meeting people and now, you know, having the show to have everyone collaborate together has been really great. So if you could tell us a little bit about how you, what you're doing now with the center and and how you got involved, that'd be great. Oh, sure. Um, Yes. So um, it it is a wonderful healing environment there at Serenity Trauma Center. uh, Our staff is uh, very complimentary to one another with what we offer. Um, So what everyone is doing is very uh, supportive of each other's therapies so that Mm -hmm. each client is in the best hands that they could possibly be in, um, we, we make sure that they are getting all angles addressed and taken care of, um, and above all, they're, they're able to finally feel safe, and they get their release finally, um, and they finally are able to heal, too. So, um, for, for me, I guess I would... I would say um, I I got into it um, I got into it because I really really wanted to help people. I saw the the huge change in myself with the migraines, and I I developed uh, I developed some form of depression uh, from the migraines because when you're when your life is being halted like that all the time and you're in so much discomfort. Uh, or pain. It was it was really bad pain. Um, mm-hmm. It it doesn't allow you to live, and you start missing out on nice things. 
And then you start missing out on just feeling comfortable and all of that. And so I felt I could really uh, make a difference for other people and help them get that pain out of themselves, help help the healing process continue, um, help them to feel better. And so that that's how I became passionate about it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great. And, and so when, when you realize that like clients are starting to change and they're seeing like some results, how, how much do you address and, and learn and teaching them like new tools and, and like sustainably, um, you know, I, I, cause I, okay. Sustainably helping them because I feel like sometimes people feel better really quick and then they're like, okay, I'm good. I'm done. And mm-hmm. they kind of, you know, it's like that quick, um, quick rush of satisfaction that they're healed really quick and then they don't necessarily continue or, um, you know, put their self-care at the top of their priorities or, you know, they allow, again, toxic people, toxic things, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, foods, alcohol, drugs, you know, other things back in and then they have to start all over again. At least that's that's kind of a challenge I find um, in the community of people I work with as as a therapist and counselor. And so how do you begin to, to, to address those kinds of things? Like, isn't it something we have to continually be um, mindful of and continue to help ourselves Mm -hmm. keep a balance? It is so true. It's so true. I wish that after um, people are done with their their week-long or two-week-long treatment at Serenity, that that would be it. That's all they need. But the truth is, the healing process can go on indefinitely, and that's not a bad thing. This is just maintenance, and it helps us to continue feeling solid and good in ourselves. So um, it is it is totally all right to need to continue doing work after. I, I shouldn't even use the word continue because that makes it sound like it's incomplete. Um, it's not so much as it's incomplete as it is that people are given the tools, they feel better, but then life continues going, and they meet right. new hurdles, new challenges, and sometimes it's stuff that they've seen before, and they know what to do with it, and other times it's brand new, and they're navigating right. something new again, and that can be overwhelming, and that is okay. And so mm-hmm. what we encourage over at Serenity uh, Trauma Healing Center is for people to, as needed, stay in touch with us. We are always there for our people, for our clients. Um, as for me, I've had some clients return just for a little neurofeedback boost. That's all they want. They're feeling great. They do feel some stresses are creeping back into their life. So they come back, they have a session with me, they walk out and they're like, oh, I feel great. I'll see you in a month or two. <laughs> right. And they right. get their little booster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic that you guys have those services available. And, and as you were talking too, I was thinking, gosh, it's so, it would be so cool for them too, which we'll be talking to Mike, who is a coworker of yours, um, um, to understand that like what we put in our bodies, how we treat our bodies with, with nutrition and physical exercise and a spiritual practice and maybe some meditation and all of that could only enhance, you know, these wonderful results that people do get, you know, it, it's just yeah. like your migraines. Right. It's, yeah, I mean, it's like if you had migraines and you, you that healed you and helped you, but then you started eating tons of sugar, or you didn't realize maybe mm-hmm. that that was cause helping, you know, was was causing mm-hmm. it or not helping it. Yeah, so so I think just just to reiterate that that is important as well. Oh, it is. It is. It's paramount. 
actually, with the uh, the neurofeedback, that is one critical area for for patients and clients to be aware of. If they're going to be healing themselves uh, emotionally, and uh, if they're going to be working on things like neurofeedback, they need to be good to themselves with their diet as well. Um, mm-hmm. So loading ourselves up on sugar, loading ourselves up on caffeine, that's right. really, really bad for brain function. <laughs> and, and nervous system function. And the right. nervous system, exactly. Um, and, oh, oh, for our ladies out there, this is mm-hmm. one that is not always harped on, and I think it should be. Um, we are so susceptible to wrinkles when we have a high sugar diet because it is breaking down those proteins. So that is another reason to kick uh-huh. sugar to the curb. <laughs> we for don't sure. want those wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. That is for sure a reason, if anything. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that you did share that because I think a lot of us don't, you know, you start to feel better in life and, and then it's like when we're happy, we want to eat, we want to do this, we want to have, you know, oh, I'll splurge and have a, a soda and, you know, and all these things just, you know, are, are not the best for us. So it's just so great to to teach you know, I, I always try to teach everyone uh, from like as a whole, as a whole, like who you are a whole. You're not just one part of yourself. So when you heal one part, you, that doesn't mean you can neglect the other part. So I just, I, I'm, I'm happy that I know you guys do stress that over at Serenity Trauma Center, and and it's fantastic that you just uh, attest to that. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So true. I, I agree with all of it. <laughs> Well, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, can you tell the audience where they could find you, website, a phone number, whatever info you'd like? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, you can find me at the Serenity Trauma Healing Center in the Pacific Palisades. Um, you can reach me at my, my email, which is jamie.d.stern at gmail.com. Um, and... Uh, should I give my number, Erica? Is that okay? <laughs> if you want to, sure. All sure. right. My number is 818-605-8376. And uh, it has been such an honor talking with you this morning, Erica. Thank you. Thank you. It's been my honor, and, I, and I'd love to have you on again. You're listening to Rewired Radio on Radio MD. I'm Erica Spiegelman. Thank you all for joining us today, and stay well.